Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, SFFIA listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future. Our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington, recording on December 3rd, and today I'm bringing you some more favorites from the past year that I haven't already talked about. There were so many good books that came out this year, and there's just not enough time on the full show to talk about all of them. So I know I'm cheating here. It's supposed to be backlist. I mean, these have been out for at least a couple months, so here we are. Before I get into today's two picks, our sponsor is the Book Riot Read Harder Challenge. It is back. It's now in its eighth year, and it consists of 24 tasks designed to help you shake up your reading routine and expand your worldview through books as you explore genres, topics, and formats you might not otherwise reach for. So come read a queer retelling of a classic, a book by a disabled author, a romance with a protagonist over 40, or an anthology featuring diverse voices. Need suggestions? No problem. Recommendations for each task will be delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up for the 2022 Read Harder Challenge at bookriot.com readharder2022. All right, so we mentioned on a recent show that In the Watchful City by S. Choi Lu was listed as one of the best books of the year on, oh gosh, one of the various, I mean, I've seen it popping up all over the place, so it's getting attention, which I think it well deserves. I mentioned that I have had a hard time figuring out how to talk about this book because it really is singular. It is not much like any other book I've ever read But I'm going to take a stab at it here. Uh, This does come with content warnings for suicide and some, like, I want to say light body horror. There's some weird body stuff in here, which I'm very sensitive to. But I got there just fine, and it was totally worth it. I just want to give y'all a heads up. So this is sort of a linked story set, a novel made out of various bits and pieces that I guess you could call short stories. It's very interesting. The city in question is a city called Aura, which has a like living network of mines and technology, but also it's like some plants kind of. And it's it's universal surveillance purportedly to maintain harmony throughout the city and its citizens. And Anima is one of the extrasensory humans who, like, lives in a tank and is plugged in and helps oversee everything that's going on all the time. And Anima, like, very much believes in air work. Like, they're super into it. Like, they think this is the right thing. But then a visitor comes and... A is like uh, challenged on their beliefs. They go, the two of them go on this sort of journey into various 
stories. This is like this linked story set part of it where you see different lives and hear about different experiences. And it's a huge range. One of them feels very like Western almost. There's like desert journeying and, you know, a search for a person who can maybe bring back the dead. One of them is very much about depression and trauma. Uh, They're all different topics and they're all in different styles. And they're all linked together by the conversation that Anima is having with Air Visitor. So it is like a really sort of fascinating exercise in switching styles and modes. And it is also a really interesting thing to read as in one go, which I honestly don't know if I recommend or not. I, I did better when I started to break it up a little bit because they are just so different in feel from one to the next that it felt better to give myself a little time to like digest, I guess I want to say. But I guess you could also have a pretty amazing experience if you just tore through it all. So, you know, whatever floats your boat, do that thing. But if you are looking for a really interesting, unlike other story set experience that has both some sort of fantasy, some folklore, some sci-fi in it, this is the book for you. It is strange and wonderful and a bit dark and really thoughtful about, you know, what it means to be a human and what it means to have power or not have power and all of these choices that we make. You know, the classic questions of human existence are explored in a really interesting way. And so I I, I highly recommend it, but like be prepared to go on kind of a wild ride with this book. So again, that's In the Watchful City by S. Choi Lu. All right. So our next book is a little bit easier to encapsulate. It's The Ones We're Meant to Find by Joan Ha. And it is a YA that I think is a great crossover for sci-fi loving adults. It's pretty straight up post-catastrophe future. I don't know that I want to call it a dystopia per se, although some people do label it that way. Uh, But it takes place in a future in which there have been created these eco-cities that are, like, floating in, you know, over the ocean. And to get into one of these eco-cities, which are, like, very nice places to live because lots of the uh, the world has become uninhabitable because of climate change. Uh, to get into one of these, you have to have, like, a really low carbon footprint. And it, it actually goes into your... Uh, ancestors and what their carbon footprint is, right? So it's like a sort of like a a privileged class based on how lightly you've been able to live upon the earth, which there's some really interesting commentary on that in here as well. I really love how Ha explores that as like a class distinction and what would be the consequences of that. But it's also a sister story. Uh, It is about Casey Mizuhara, who is 16 and lives in the Eco City. And her parents are like very high ranking in this city. And she is in a weird place. She's really not interested in interacting with other people. But she's very much in the spotlight right now because her sister has disappeared. And it's like big news because Celia was like 
beloved, very popular. People like followed her exploits and that, you know, quote unquote tabloids or whatever the version of is in this in this future. And it's a mystery. She nobody knows where she went. Was she murdered? Did she leave? Like what is going on? And so uh, Casey is sort of looking into that and also trying to figure out, like, how she wants to live her life, because there's a lot of complications in that life. And then we have this parallel narrative from a young woman named C, who has been on an abandoned island for three years and doesn't have any memories prior to arriving on the island and is alone and is just trying to survive, but things are strange. And then a boy washes up on the island, and things get even stranger. And the way that these two narratives connect, I was, like, not prepared for. It is so interesting, the way that these stories weave in and out of each other. And I love this concept, because it gives us a really sort of... There's a tenseness and a, a, a page-turningness to it in that you really want to know what's going to happen for these characters, but it's not an action-y book. It's actually much more thinky and like very much about exploring what this world looks like and what the consequences of these choices are that we've made as a society. And like how sustainable is sustainability, which is a really important question. And what does it mean to have an equitable, accessible future? You know, what does that look like? And how is asking these questions all through the lens of these two characters' experiences? And so it really brings it home in, I think, an extremely smart and effective way. So I am a huge fan of this book. I think it's I think it's so giftable to anybody who likes that kind of thinky sci-fi. They like future sci-fi if they're a fan of, dare I say, climate fiction. I'm not going to call it the other thing, as you know. <laughs> I hate that term. But, you know, these kinds of questions are so relevant to our everyday lives. And what HUD does here is just so smart and so interesting. So, again, these have been two books that I just really loved this year, and I hope that they find their homes with lots of readers. And that's that's it. That's the story. So thank you, as always, to our sound editor, Natalie Baker, who fixes all of our mini flubs and without whom this show would not be as good as it is. Thank you all for listening. We love getting your emails and feedback. Thank you so much for the show ideas, for the pet pictures, for your commentary on books or shows that we've talked about. We love seeing those. If you want to send us one, that's sffyeah at bookriot.com. Speaking of, if you would like to review us on Apple Podcasts, we also love seeing that, and it does help other folks to find the show. And in between shows, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, that's J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we will talk to you next time. 